It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is A to Z with Mark Zinno, part of Locked On Sports Atlanta, and it starts now. Good afternoon. Welcome to A to Z here on Locked On Sports Atlanta, where today I tell you it was really hard to get this one right. Welcome in. We are live here on this Monday, back in the saddle. Hope everybody had a wonderful weekend. Give us a follow on Twitter at Locked On ATL. Of course, I'm at Mark Zinno, M-A-R-K-Z-I-N-N-O. Coming up, uh, the Atlanta Falcons. Can they actually do something that makes their fans happy? We'll get to that. Plus, the Braves a day off, but we'll look forward to the big series this week. And... Where the odds have swung in one Braves favor. That's all coming up here on this show. First segment of the show brought to you by our friends at betonline.net. And we have to start, obviously, with Deshaun Watson and the NFL, or shouldn't even be the NFL, their independent arbiter, Judge Susan Robinson, handed down her punishment today of Deshaun Watson and gave him six games for his, let's say, alleged sexual misconduct with over two dozen different women. Uh, and there was really a hard way to get this 100% right um, because they were trying to fit in such a narrow window that it was going to be nearly impossible. I mean, look, I'll say this much. Again, I believe Deshaun Watson is guilty of doing things he should not have done. Um, whether those things were 100% criminal uh, is maybe a different conversation. Um and some of that may be in the person who felt like they were violated, that they may feel it was criminal. Um, but meeting the measure of the law and the word of the law, I think, is something that we, we all have to hold to as a standard. So I believe John, Deshaun Watson, as I said, at, at, at best case, is the creepiest dude in America who I want nowhere near anybody, any female that I know, period. Uh, worst case scenario, he's a sexual predator needs to be locked up for a really long time. So anywhere in between that is still probably not good enough for me. That said, um, to punish him accurately and effectively was going to be very, very difficult for the NFL. Because if he gave him a year, which is what I would have done if I was Roger Goodell, if I was Commissioner Zinno, I would have given him a year. Um, you know, everybody would have responded with, well, he wasn't charged with a crime. There are other people who weren't charged with a crime like Ben Roethlisberger, like Ezekiel Elliott for, let's just call it sexual misconduct. Uh, and they got six games. So I guess there is some consistency there if you'd like to provide that as consistency. But to give a guy a year for other guys who didn't get charged with a crime and only got six games seems excessive to some people, right? There's a, there's a whole bunch of people out there saying, well, if he's not charged with a crime, he didn't do anything wrong. You can have that opinion. That's your opinion. I'm not going to debate you on that. Uh, right from wrong here is really easy to tell. If, if you went to a massage with the intent of having some sort of other relations with the massage therapist, then you weren't going there for a massage and you knew that ahead of time. Your intent was flawed. And that's a big problem for me with Deshaun, which is why I believe he was guilty. And if you didn't go there, if you only went there with the intent for getting a massage and other things happened, well, then we have to start asking a whole bunch of different questions. So... There's a lot. There's just way too much to dissect for me to believe that he's 100% exonerated and innocent in this fact. I just don't believe it. So there's that. So you know it was tough for him to get it right. 
what I find laughable, um, you know, is how people think that the NFL is actually concerned with optics. And I, I don't know that they are concerned with optics. They're not concerned with optics when it comes to things that happen to players off of the football field. They're not concerned with optics of any of that. It does not matter. Just go through the litany of things we've seen in the last decade and a half plus. I mean, you know, we've seen DUI manslaughter guys get back on the field. We've seen kids who, folks who beat children back on the field. Obviously, the violence against women is long and, and you know, distinguished is not the right word, but you get what I'm saying. The list is lengthy. We've got guys who brought guns in airports. We have had people who have fired guns and shot people and fired guns in public places and this, that, and the other. And they all got back on the field. The NFL does not give a rip optically about what their players do off the field and how the punishment resonates with their fans. Do not care. They do not care. The only time they have slightly cared about optics was with the Colin Kaepernick situation. So, and that, that only affected their bottom line. That's why they cared optically. Because guess what? Whether Deshaun Watson was suspended for a year, he was suspended for 12 games, suspended for six games, and not suspended at all. Guess what? When games start, everybody's still watching. For some reason, people stop watching. You can do a variety of different reasons, but it, it, whether it coincided with Colin Kaepernick or was before Colin Ka or because of Colin Kaepernick, people stop watching, and that concerned the NFL. What I don't think is something that is comparable here is what we are talking about with one Falcons player. Get to that in a minute. First, a word from our friends at betonline.net. You know, betonline, fastest and easiest way to check in on all your betting needs. Find your favorite sports and events on the number one online source for odds, lines, and games. You guys know I'm a huge sports gambler, so I use betonline.net on a routine basis. They have reviews and news of every league, Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, even golf. BetOnline continues to be the top resource for all your sports wagering information from live in-game betting, which is a lot of fun if you can do it well. Scores and podcasts have got you all covered. Head to BetOnline today or use your mobile device to learn more about the action happening today. BetOnline, where the game starts. I don't want to hear anybody tell me about the Calvin Ridley suspension. Again, the, the NFL does not care optically about what goes on off the field with players. However, they care a ton about what goes on on the field because that product is what makes them billions. That product is what helps us forget about all the dumb stuff players do off the field. Any sort of thing that looks into cheating the game, integrity of the game, whatever it is, will always be of concern to the NFL. Why do you think they spent months and hundreds of millions of dollars investigating deflated footballs? Because the prospect was there that somebody could have cheated and the NFL cannot have the product on the field be touched in any size, way, shape, or form. Calvin Ridley 100% got every bit of what he deserved from punishment from the NFL. And don't get it twisted. One has nothing to do with the other. These are completely different crimes, and they have completely different sets of punishment. And if you think otherwise, you're wrong. I can say that wholeheartedly. You're flat out wrong. Now, the NFL can still appeal this and try to get more of a suspension. Last night, the NFLPA came out and said they won't appeal the suspension, and they asked the NFL not to do the same, uh, to leave it where it is. I don't know if the NFL will or won't. 
again, they don't care about optics. So whether it's six games or eight games, what does it really matter? I mean, what's twisted about this whole thing is that if the NFL does appear, appeal it, it goes to Roger Goodell or his appointed designee. Okay. So essentially, Roger Goodell is going to decide if the punishment should be higher. I, I'm not sure what the NFL gains by this. They wanted a year. They didn't get a year. At least that's what the reports were saying. And uh, you find out that if the NFL is going to go back and appeal this thing, are they going to push it from six games to 17? That seems like a big jump. That does not seem like it's a number that makes sense. And the NFLPA supposedly had put this whole thing together because they were that whole statement last night because they felt like because it went through two grand juries and he wasn't charged and another judge looked at it and wasn't charged, guess what? There's not really a strong case to say that he did anything wrong. So they were pretty confident in their case. Um, and the NFL could go back and just appeal it and give him a heavier fine because of the way the Browns structured his contract. Because in reality, he's only losing like $230,000, which in NFL terms is like five bucks to you and me. That's like nothing. So they could go back and do that. Although I did find the most comical part of the Deshaun Watson punishment was that Judge Robinson wrote in her ruling um, that Deshaun Watson must get all of his massages uh, and his massage therapy from club therapists. <laughs> Boy, that's a rip. I mean, that that is that, that is, you know, that, that just makes me, it tickles me to smile. That is akin to this punishment for Ezekiel Elliott, who pulled down a woman's shirt in public and wasn't charged with a crime. That would be akin to the punishment for Ezekiel Elliott being a six-game suspension, and Ezekiel Elliott can only be around women who are wearing full T-shirts. That would be akin to Ben Roethlisberger, who was charged for sexual, who was not charged, rather, but had alleged sexual misconduct in a bathroom uh, with a young female right down here in Georgia. That along with the six game punishment, Ben Roethlisberger must only use the bathroom alone. What the hell are we doing here? It's a laughable joke. It is honestly a laughable joke to put that in the punishment. To put that in the punishment is so laughable. It is ridiculous. Like you're just joking at that. You're making it. That's actually actively making fun of this whole process. It really is. It really, really is. Because here's the rub of this whole thing, pun intended, I guess, when you talk about massages. If Deshaun Watson does this again, do you think it's even going to matter whether he's charged with a crime? If he's that stupid, if he's that moronic to go have an inappropriate encounter with any masseuse, do you think for one second the NFL is even going to send this to an independent arbiter? Nope, gone, suspended, out, done. But then again, the NFL doesn't care about optics. So make that what you will. All right, coming up next, you know, Falcons fans are really hard to please. Maybe they've got a good reason for it, but maybe they should check their own compass. That's next right here on A to Z on Locked On Sports Atlanta, free on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts, search Locked On Sports Atlanta. Welcome back to A to Z here on Locked On Sports Atlanta, free on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts, search Locked On Sports Atlanta. This segment of the show brought to you by our good friends at Coffee AM. I uh, want to remind you guys, check out all the shows here on Locked On Sports Atlanta, whether it's this show, A to Z, or Hitting Hard with John Chuckery, ATL Day Ones with Jarvis Davis and Tanitra Batiste. Don't forget about our Braves postcast after every Braves game and the little sweep they got of the Arizona Diamondbacks. Uh, and don't forget about Locked On Falcons and Locked On Hawks, all right here on the Locked On Sports Atlanta Network. Give us a follow at Locked On ATL. I'm at Mark Zeno, M-A-R-K-Z-I-N-N-O. We'll get into the Braves uh, and their short future here as we are 
just a day away from the trade deadline uh, here in Major League Baseball. So we'll get to that coming up. But, you know, as I said, uh, the the Falcons fans are a tough bunch to please. Um, and I've been in this town, in this market for, for a while now, almost a decade. Dear, dear Lord, it's gone by fast. Uh, and one thing I've learned um, about Falcons fans, it's, it's you know, you're damned if you're doing, you're damned if you don't with some of you guys. Um, it's like, you know, you want a winner and, and you get one that gets to the Super Bowl, but you complain about the defense. And then, you know, you complain about the defense, defense get better. And, and then Matt Ryan is a down year in 2017 and only throws 20 touchdown passes and the offense isn't good. Um, and, and then it's get rid of Matt Ryan. Then it's keep Matt Ryan. Then it's get rid of Julio. Then it's keep Julio. I mean, it's all over the place. Well, the Falcons wanted a team. Uh, Falcons fans finally want a team now that's going to be a little bit tougher. They're going to be stronger. They're going to be more physical. And what happens on Saturday? Two fights break out. And Arthur Smith has to cancel practice early because the fights broke out at camp. And then you have fans sitting there going, well, typical Falcons. Well, typical. well what do you want? Do you want a tough, gritty, scrappy team that's going to bite somebody's kneecaps like uh, Lions head coach Dan Campbell would say? Um, or do you want a team that's soft and not tough? And remember that? Remember Mike Smith on Hard Knocks? Falcons aren't tough. Falcons soft. Remember that from Hard Knocks? Yeah. Which one is it? Which team do you want? Figure it out. I mean, look, fights happen at training camp all the time. It's not anything new. Uh, coaches ending practice early because of it. It's not anything new. A lot of these fights happen towards the end of practice. They don't happen at the very beginning. You want to know why? Because guys are hotter. They're tired. They're more irritable. You know, they've kind of had enough, and they just want to get out of there. And so somebody does something that crosses them and ticks them off, and guess what? Well, it's go time. Practices, the fights don't break out in the first 15 minutes of practice ever. That never happens. And it also happen, only happens typically during seven-on-seven -seven drills, you know, where there's an offense and a defense, and each guy is trying to win to impress coaches. So – don't make too much of it, uh, to say the least. It seems like, however, uh, from the weekend when I was out at Falcon Training Camp in Flowery Branch on Saturday, you know, the entire coaching staff, by the way, has, has a little bit of a set of rabbit ears towards some of the prognostications for the Falcons this year. And I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. You know, some folks play that kind of stuff close to the vest and say, I, I don't hear it. I, I haven't heard it. You know, I, I don't pay attention to stuff like that and it squashes it really quick. Well, that wasn't Arthur Smith. Arthur Smith talked about over the weekend, you know, about, uh, you know, the idea that prognosticators were, were, were predicting how bad the Falcons were going to be. And, you know, he said, go back and look at predictions if you want some comedy. Quote, it's a joke. Um, and then he talked about the iPhone as an argument and basically saying that the predictions for the iPhone, that it wasn't going to work, it was going to fail that's what they were when the iPhone just came out. And guess what? Well, all those predictions were there, and that's what people said. Um, and it worked out pretty well. So his point being that everybody's right. But, you know, I wonder how much that sort of stuff it really sticks with the coach, really really bothers him, really gets in his craw enough for him to um, bring it up in a press conference. You know, maybe he just got tired of being asked about it. Maybe he wanted the, the media to know but he's well aware of what people are saying and he's out to prove people wrong. I don't, again, it's one of those things where it'll come back to bite you regardless. If, if you don't say it uh, and you don't bring it up and then somehow you supersede expectations, then you have to rub it in everybody's face, right? Because that means you did hear it. But if you do bring it up and you don't exceed expectations and you talk the way Arthur Smith did, you look a little bit foolish. So it's, it's, it's tough to play it.
It really is. And Arthur Smith wasn't the only one who had something to say. I'll tell you who that is in just a moment. First, a word from our friends at Coffee AM. Yeah, an Atlanta-based small batch coffee roaster that has the best coffee around. I tell you guys about when that box got to my house, I'm telling you, I, we ordered Coffee AM, got it to my house, opened it up, and bam. I mean, it just smacks you right in the face. If you love the smell of coffee and the taste of coffee, this is why you have to go to Coffee AM. It's the freshest coffee you can get. That's because most of their coffees are roasted and shipped the same day or close to it. And they only roast current crop specialty grade coffee. They have a massive selection from all around the world. Organic, fair trade, direct trade, expertly crafted blends, espressos, flavored coffees, gourmet teas, and a whole lot more. You're going to love this stuff. They have coffees from all over the world. I told you I've tried the rainforest, a Kenyan one, Sumatra. I mean, these are great, and they're all roasted right in your backyard. Go to coffeeam.com backslash locked on today and take a look at their full menu of coffees, teas, and gift sets. That's coffeeam.com backslash locked on. Use the coupon code locked on at checkout to get 15% off your first order of coffees, teas, and gift sets. Coffee AM, the best small batch coffee roaster in America. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. All right, back to the Falcons here because, again, Arthur Smith wasn't the only one that was chirping. Um, Dean Peace, the Falcons defensive coordinator, got into a little bit of a rant on Saturday um, talking about the defense and the players and, and everything else. Now, again, Dean Peace has a very distinct demeanor. And I choose the word carefully distinct because we've seen this from him last year. He seems like a crotchety old fart sometimes in press conferences. And I mean that in, in, in the kindest of ways right he's that get off my lawn guy you know i know how to do this you don't kind of deal uh i've been around football for 40 years you haven't i've seen and won at the highest levels you haven't kind of deal and and that's fine that's fair i don't i don't think he's wrong for holding those positions but when you hold those positions and you do so with the media you're gonna get pushback and if things don't go the way you prognosticate them to and things don't go the way that you preach them to you have to be held accountable for that. And that's the problem with Dean, where he doesn't like to be called out for that stuff. He wants to be given a pass. And that's not how it works. Um, but he did go on to talk about the type of football player that he wants. He went on to talk about the kind of, of uh, you know, football player that you need. You know, tough guys. He talked about James Harrison. Um, he said that guys have got a chip on their shoulder. They're ready to go out there and prove themselves. You know, um, quote, this is a tough-ass sport. What you want is guys who get their burr up a little bit when they get beat. You've got to come back and fight, not fist fight, but don't take it. He continued, I'm tired of everybody telling us how bad we are. Okay. <laughs> this defense has been in the top 10 just one time in the last 20 years. That BS is over, paraphrasing. I'm sorry, I'm getting fired up. I'm tired of this crap. We're changing the culture on defense at this freaking place. People are going to start talking about the Atlanta defense like they did in Baltimore and New England. We're going to get the same ish around here i'm sorry for the swearing those are quotes that we're going to come back to mid-season if their defense stinks and he's gonna have to answer for it and i think that's totally fair i think it's 100 fair i hope he's right i hope this defense is good but if this defense is going to be good and people are going to start talking about this defense 
the way they did Baltimore in New England, you're going to find some players that other teams couldn't find or didn't find. And Terry Fontenot is going to look like a damn genius for getting these guys. And Arthur Smith's going to be coach of the year at some point because that's what happens in Baltimore and New England. That's, that's what those guys did. So you're talking about two of the best front offices with two of the most consistent, detailed head coaches that have ever coached in this game or at least in the last quarter century. Those are high comparisons for Dean Peace to throw out there for this defense, especially when, again, they haven't had, they've only had one top 10 defense in the last 20 years. Big, big bar to jump over. Speaking of big bars to jump over, that's what the Braves have in front of them as they try to overtake the NL East. Uh, some interesting news and notes on the Braves. They get set for a series with the Phillies and then on to the New York Mets. Plus one Brave. The odds are swinging in his favor. That's next right here on A to Z on Locked On Sports Atlanta, free on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts, search Locked On Sports Atlanta. Welcome back to A to Z here on Locked On Sports Atlanta, free on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts, search Locked On Sports Atlanta. Final segment here on this Monday as we get you set for uh, the Braves and Phillies tomorrow night. Before we get into that and what is in store for the New York Mets, now time for a shovel of wisdom. Brace yourselves, because it's time for the Shovel of Wisdom. Eh, you know how we do it. We love to whack people right upside the head, set them straight for saying or doing something stupid. And today, my shovel goes to Cordero Patterson. Yeah, uh, we talked about this a little bit before. Um, but you know what's interesting um, is that people just really don't get it. Uh, Cordero Patterson, who tweets at C flash E84, that's C flash PE84. Um, right after the Sean Watson punishment was handed down, he tweeted a picture of him and Calvin Ridley together and just wrote, Free my dog. Uh, him, like everybody else, again, perplexed at the idea that Calvin Ridley had got a year suspension and that Deshaun Watson only got six games. Folks, if it has to do with the integrity of the game and the on-the-field product, the NFL will swing the heaviest, hardest hammer it can at you. This is not up for debate. And someone said to me, he wasn't even playing in that game. What's the big deal? Hey, stupid. He knows everybody on the team. He knows the entire playbook. He scouted the other teams deep. He's essentially a coach making a wager. He has more hidden information than anybody. And even if he didn't use it, he has access to it. And he could have used it. He could have made a point. We don't know if he did or he didn't. He probably didn't. But that's not the point. Doing anything that could affect the outcome of a game on the field is not up for negotiation. It's why PED penalties are so harsh. It's why... Uh, the NFL looks so seriously at the rule book and refereeing so much. It's why anything that has to do, it's why Deflategate existed, as I said earlier. Because if you could have gotten a modicum of advantage because the ball was slightly underinflated, guess what? That's an integrity of the game issue. You cannot have it. Period. There is no room for negotiation in this. There never will be. And anybody trying to compare any of this stuff, for crying out loud, 
Leonard Little, you might not know who he is, look him up. Dante Storch, you might not know who he is, look him up. Both killed a person with their car and were allowed to play again in the league. If they aren't being kicked out of the league forever, what are we talking about here? So let's not pretend, and oh, by the way, it was a DUI accident. So it wasn't like, oh, it was an accident. No, both Leonard Little and Dante Stallworth were, were DUI manslaughter felonies or felons that went back on the football field and played. So don't do this kind of stuff. CP Flash, CP Flash P, don't, don't do it. I mean, just don't. Because it, it, it's, it's not, you're not paying attention, especially as a football player. Somebody in the league doing it, you're saying, okay, gambling isn't that big of a deal. The integrity of the game isn't that big of a deal. From somebody who's on the field, really? Really? Gotta wake up, man. Like, just, just not smart. Not smart at all. Um, what else is not smart is pitching to Austin Riley after having a one hell of a July. And I mean, hell of a July. Um, it is interesting to note that, you know, there is a lot of steam Austin Riley's way in the MVP race. Talked about this last week, right? Um, and very of an off day tonight. They'll take on the Phillies tomorrow. Um, and oh, by the way, also tomorrow, Jacob DeGrom's going to start for the Mets, which means he will face the Braves in their weekend series. I think it's slated for Sunday. It goes on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. That's four Sunday is fine. So uh, that's just something to note that the Mets are going to see Scherzer and Brom in their five games uh, going up against them from Thursday to Sunday. Back to Riley here for a moment because Riley right now is only top five in home runs in Major League Baseball, but yet he's top ten in pretty much everything else. Not batting average, although he is over three hundred. Um, you're talking about home runs top ten. The eyes top 10, war top 10, lugging top 10. I mean, he's there every single category. Uh, he has absolutely put together another monster season. Let me just give you, he's fifth right now in war, in OPS. I think he is also fifth. Uh, where do they have him? Austin Riley. No, he's sixth. Sorry. Um, I'm curious where he is in on baseball. I don't because he hits a lot of home runs, but 360 eyes down your life. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. But again, home runs and RBIs, top 10 as well. Uh, he is ninth in RBIs and he's fourth in home runs. Average-wise at 3-0, whatever he's batting right now, um, he's 17th. So we're tied for 15th, batting at 3-0. So he's having this amazing year. And again, he's now become the second favorite in the NL to win the NL MVP. People are starting to take notice. Here's what's going against Austin Riley in the MVP race, in the MVP candidacy. By most accounts, he's not even the best player on his own team. And that hurts you. That absolutely hurts you. Um, 
you know, there's a strange argument out there for Shohei Otani to win the AL MVP because when he doesn't pitch, they don't win a game. Uh, because the rest of the team sucks around him isn't a qualifier for getting the MVP. That's not how it works. That just means you have 25 other bad guys on your roster. Well, 24, because Trout's probably better than Otani from that book when he's healthy. Beyond all that, um, because Ronald Acuna is more noted, more known, and more of a household name, and if you ask 100 non-Braves fans, name in Atlanta Braves, as I said last week, they'll tell you Ronald Acuna. They won't say Austin Riley. That doesn't mean that Riley should be precluded from winning it. But for some reason, that's the stuff that sticks with voters, and it's really tough to, uh, to overcome. It really is. I don't think Riley is going without a, a insane last two months. Uh, and that's on top of a very insane July. We might not be able to uh, to get this thing done as far as winning the MVP, but we'll see. Goldschmidt, by the way, from uh, from St. Louis is the odds on favorite. For uh, a guy who's batting 329, he's got 24 home runs, 78 RBIs. I think he's second or third in, in RBIs. Uh, he's fourth. Um, and he's like second in war uh, this year, third, as a matter of fact. His OPS is also over 1,000, I think, second or third. So he's top three in a lot more categories than Riley is, completely. So that's why he's the favorite. Um, and again, Braves get an off game, off day tonight. They will start uh, a two game series with the Phillies coming up and in Philadelphia, if I am correct. Uh, no, actually, it's here at Truist, sorry. Here at Truist. Um, and then they will face the Mets for. At City Field, four or five games in four days. Major League Baseball trade deadline tomorrow. Nothing on the trade deadline front yet. Will we see a move before the end of today? Uh, depending on when you're listening to this, or tomorrow before the deadline? My fingers are crossed. I hope so. I, I without Ronald Acuna being regular Ronald Acuna, I don't know if this team has enough to get through. Uh, and again, questions around Ian Anderson and Charlie Morton for me. Those guys wouldn't be starting in the playoffs. You see what Max Street can do. You see what Spencer Strider can do. You see what Kyle Wright can do. Although Anderson did pitch well this weekend. Probably going to get another start. Let's see how it goes. Uh, and that start may be against. Let me just see what the schedule looks like real quick. Because, um, he starts against the Mets, points it up. That could be problematic, at least for a chance for him to get another look into the rotation. So tomorrow, it's Strider going, um, and Charlie Morton. So Thursday, it looks like Ian Anderson in the first matchup uh, with the Mets. Right. All right, that'll do it for us today here on A to Z. Make sure you check out all the other shows here. Again, make A to Z your first listen. Don't forget to make uh, ATL Day 1 with Jarvis Davis. Right here on Locked On Sports. Lenny, you guys have a fabulous Monday. Back tomorrow. Don't forget to crap for anybody. See ya. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.